today. Everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. The Cairns Cup field for 2023 go to the 600 metre mark and Portnoy has put it to them. He's got away. He led by length to half to two lengths Olympic class. Rest of the field starting to pick up their medal. Namazoo and Nemingar both trying to attack and they were followed then by the driller who's coming around them with a run. Flasher, Armour forced behind them and then came American Saint. It's uh, still Portnoy. No complaints today. He's in front but he is there on sufferance Flash Argon up on the inside Namazu the outside and the Driller right down the outside and they were followed by Armour Force Made a look, Flash R, the Driller the outside, Namazu's trying hard, the Driller, the Driller's going to run it for Johnny Manselman Sale flew to get second I think Flash R will be third and I'm not sure The Driller at big odds of course Namazu a short priced favourite as Tony Clements and Rob Luck join us a really interesting piece of trivia Tony before you start read that horse it was Dan Griffin's last ever winner the Driller when Gillian Heinrich trained the horse at the coast some years ago but that was Dan's last ever race winner the Driller good morning wow <laughs> I love that stack. Good morning to you, Steve. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bushbeat for another week on Radio Tab. And, yes, uh, the driller coming down under the arches and out near the outside rail under the guidance of Adam Sewell at $51, if you don't mind, to take out the Red Beret Hotel Cairns Cup on the weekend. Namazoo was a great winner of the Townsville Cup, and you're right, Steve, was a $2.10 favourite going into the race, but might have just been one step too far with the 61 kgs and all. But congratulations to, uh, as uh, Bluey Forsyth said in the call, Johnny Manselman and the Driller taking out the Cairns Cup on the weekend. And congratulations to uh, Tom Headley, Cameron Richards and all of the camera at the, uh, the uh, Cairns Jockey Club crew for a wonderful carnival. Look great up there at uh, Cairns over the last couple of weeks. On the show today, uh, we've got news on other cups. The Bluff Cup on the weekend went to Vanna Star, the Batuta Cup to All Words and the Warra Cup to Tourmaster. And a look ahead to what's coming up this week, including the iconic Birdsville Cup on the weekend. Helping us doing that, looking back at the weekend and looking ahead to next week, as always, is Rob Luck. G'day, Rob. Hey, g'day, Tony. Good morning, Steve and uh, listeners. And, yeah, great to hear that win by the driller for Johnny Manserman and Adam Sewell. He was a $20,000 online purchase, I think, was uh, what they the team paid. But um, I tell you what, uh, Tony, John's got a bit of a knack. The, the Racing Queensland site put up a uh, preview for Mackay Cup, and he got the win there with the outsider in Savvy Legend. They put up the preview for the Cairns Cup. And I tell you, he gave a bit of a leaning to the driller who's been building up to a win at big odds again. Uh, so there's no knock when they interview him for those uh, purposes. But uh, one of my mates said, Rob, why would you keep sending sprinters to Johnny Manzerman when uh, he is the <laughs> Bart Cummings of the North? <laughs> in, after, in terms of the number of, of cup wins there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's won this Cairns Cup. I think we were, I was talking to him on the phone and uh, on the weekend. I think at least six I counted up. So, no, he's got a fantastic record with the stayers. And uh, this horse, uh, having been placed at Eagle Farm and Doombin uh, when it was with Lockie Manselman, racked up win number seven, of course, uh, most important win of the career for the stable. But I saw a post on Facebook that resonated with me from uh, the results out of Cairns particularly where um, someone made the comment or they asked, who were the jockeys that you felt should be given more chances? And wasn't it great to see Adam Sewell get his uh, feature win on the driller? Adam really supports not only the provincial circuit but the country circuit as well. 
And I know he's one of uh, the stable jockeys, let's say, of the Manselman team. And really pleasing to see him him get that uh, win, an exciting time for him. And uh, great to see that uh, he gets support from trainers like Craig Smith. He'll be riding at Rockhampton today. But what about Jason Taylor? Uh, he didn't want to overshadow Adam's great success with his achievement at Cairns. Tubby Taylor, five winners on the day. He got to four and equaled um, what had been a previous record. It's the best in Australia for him. And then he cracked the fifth with game theory in the last. And he went into the day really thinking that his winner would be golf of uh, Leon in the Guineas where it overturned uh, last start winner Coco Brew Express. But a great record for the day when he kicked off with Counter Command. I'll just run through them. Counter Command, uh, Lady of Fortune, Golf of Leon, uh, and as well Prime Ruler and Game Theory. And it wouldn't be a Jason Taylor day unless there was a bit of value in those wins, would there, Tony? But it's so good to see these jockeys who regularly support not only the provincial but the country getting a day in the sun with such great results. Yeah, as I said, well done to everybody involved with the Cairns Carnival. And, of course, attention now turns to the uh, final of the Queensland Amateur Turf Club. The Cairns Amateurs coming up on Friday and Saturday week. I'm looking forward to getting back up into the Cairns sunshine to be a part of that once again for 2023. You mentioned um, social media, Rob, and I had to have a chuckle at uh, one particular post on the weekend that uh, was celebrating the win of the, the driller in the Cairns Cup, but also showing how happy the trainer was to be able to uh, trifecta a, uh, a maiden had bluff on the weekend uh, where the Manselman stable ran one, two, three in the cutest maiden play. We'll talk more about that, but let's hear what happened in the bluff cup. It's a two-horse war when they come towards the home turn and straighten up in the cup for 2023. Venice Star's a length and a half in front. Dilius is trying to go back to back is after Venice Star and trying hard, but Venice Star's got a bit of a kick as they come down inside the 150. Two lengths in front. Dilius is trying hard on the inside. It's Venice Star. Dilius. Venice Star. Godaway wins the cup and beat Dilius. A good go third. Maybe Sarnia, Dawson. Yes, Venice Star for Brooke Johnson and Kevin Miller down in Delhi. And Sania running third in the Jellambar Mine Bluff Cup over 1800 metres. Scott Power is the voice you just heard there calling the race, and he's with us once again on Bushbeat this morning. G'day, Scotty. Hi, good morning, Tom. Good morning, Robbie. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, good morning to you, Scotty. Uh, Kevin Miller stable uh, firing on all cylinders at the moment. I mean, he had uh, the runner up in the Battle of the Bush final. And of course, she went on and won the, uh, what was it, the Cleveland Bay. Uh, and turns up at Bluff and a very dominant winner. And what about the progression of young Brooke Johnson, a continuing with number of wins? And uh, this was an outstanding win on the day in the Bluff Cup. Yeah, it certainly was, Robbie. Yeah, Brooke is riding in great form. Of course, she had that bit of an injury and had that little bit of time off, but. Uh, she's bounced back where she where she left off before the injury. And Venice Star, when you think about it, like I was up in Townsville on Townsville Cup Day, and, and Venice Star was in that um, other stage race on the on Townsville Cup Day, and and um, surprise, surprise, the driller was also in that same race. So when you when you line that up, mate, and see Venice Star come out the bluff, there's some pretty juicy odds about Venice Star. And Brooke Johnson summed it up to a nicety, uh, began well, and was able to get her across and uh, be the leader, and was able to dictate terms in front. Dilius made a mid-race move. Of course, the local train galloper. Um, he won the race last year, Dilius, but uh, just found Venice Star too strong on the day, and and Brooke Johnson rode it to perfection. Uh, race by uh, race by uh, Jay Montgomery and and Kevin Miller done a great job with Venice Star to bring it out. Dilius for Billy Trimble and Nicky Seymour finishing second. 
And uh, winding up in third spot was a Johnny Mansman train, Sani, uh, Chris McIver. Uh, big space back to third, three quarters of the length by nine and a half. But, you yeah, know, full credit to the winner of Venice Star. And great to see the Kevin Miller stable continue to fire. The other feature, the Bluff uh, Newmarket. Now, I think you might have been pretty excited with, with this win of most impressive for Auntie Glenda and uh, Mackenzie Apel uh, taking that out. Yeah, sim- uh, similar field. Um, last week at Dingo, of course, the, the firmer surface wasn't uh, her go and, and she finished fourth down there at Dingo in the, the Dingo Cup and, and we were able to back her up again and, and she backed up to an icy. Glenda freshened her up well, most impressive during the week and Mackenzie Appel, she's had three rides on the man now for two wins and and she was pretty impressive because she sat outside Cochrane. They did a lot of work in the early and middle part of the race, but she got there on her own steam, and Mackenzie was able to, to kick her away when they straightened up, and she raced away to win by three-and-a-half lengths. Um, as I said, trained by Glenda Bell, ridden by Mackenzie Appel. Um, these female riders, they're, they're just taking things in their stride, and Mackenzie's another apprentice on the way up, and she's riding in great form. Cochrane for Jay Dillon and Johnny Manzeman finishing in second spot, and Real Hussey for Brooke Johnson, and Benny Waldron winding up in third. But, yeah, no, that was a pretty good win. Um, and she liked that bit of a softer surface, uh, most impressive, and, and was able to get the job done, much to our delight, mate. Scott, yeah, the, uh, the, the situation with that horse we've touched on before with most impressive, that you race in partnership with your Aunt Glenda. And uh, it, it, the case was going to the stable to try and rack up a few wins with a view to heading to the breeding barn. You've been able to do that and probably more than your expectations so far. Yeah, certainly, Tone. Of course, she, she has one uh, at the TAB in Rockhampton and been pretty competitive down there. But uh, we just sort of, um, you know, Glenda's been placing her nicely, most impressive. And, and she spoke to Ron and Judy after the win on Saturday. And, and they were, you know, tickled pink, obviously. But, you know, and they had to inquire where actually Bluff was and, um, you know, <laughs> explaining the, the fact that, um, yes, it's not a, not not, not a uh, an open-class race at the provincials or at the city, but certainly a Bluff new market and the prize money is pretty well uh, up there as well as, as the provincial TAB meetings at around 9,100 to the winner. But, yeah, no, another win on the board there for her, mate. And, um, yeah, no, she, she's going along nicely out this way. Yeah, well done. Yeah, lovely exceed and excel, Mayor. You mentioned local trainer Billy Trimble. Uh, well, it kicked off a great day for him because when you look at the record for the day, he got the first winner super slick, but his other runners on the day performed extremely well with uh, second placings in uh, races four and five. So it could have been a red-letter day for Billy Trimble, but he kicked off with a good win in the op- in the opening race. Yeah, he was able to get first and third in the first, Robbie, super slick. Uh, only had the one run for the stable since coming up from the New South Wales um, area. Uh, but, gee, it, it, it liked this track to a nicely. Chris McIver was able to get it out, get it running, and um, she was able to hold them out. And, and when he straightened up, gee, she, she put a big gap in them. She won by six lengths in the end, super slick, but it was a, a pretty impressive win on these country tracks. It's going to be pretty hard to beat. Denim's uh, for Nicky Olzard and Johnny Manzeman uh, finished in second spot. And when you look at it, its last start in Rockhampton, it finished um, last of 10, beaten 9.8 by Denim's, and that was in Rockhampton. So... That just goes to show that some horses can handle this uh, type of surface. And uh, Billy Trimble done a great job with Super Slick and, and Chris rode it to a nicety. Uh, and finishing in third spot was the other Billy Trimble runner, Admiral Ash, for Emma Bell, uh, some two lengths away. But, yeah, no, a good win to Super Slick. I think there'd be more wins in store there. Yeah, keep keep following, following that, Galloper. As Tony mentioned uh, earlier, Johnny Mansman uh, at Bluff. This was well before the Cairns Cup, the trifecta in the cutest maiden plate with the cutest money only with the third runner, Mashani Platinum. Yeah, level it. Um, Jay Doolan got it out and got it going and, and had a good lead on the corner, level it. Um, of course, two runs back, a good third at Townsville. That was Townsville Cup Day. 
Um, the other runner, Athena Secret, was well back behind them when they straightened up. But Nikki Olzer was able to track in behind, level it, came off the rail. And I'll tell you what, she gave it a hell of a fright that last 50 metres of the race. But uh, level it for Jay Doolan and Johnny were able to, to get the money over Athena's secret for Nikki Olzard and also trained by John. And as you said, the trifecta, Mashani Platinum, the favourite, Brookie Johnson and Johnny Mansman finishing in third spot. And yeah, that was a good good win to break its maiden status. Level it, of course, uh, Lockie Mansman was there representing the stable um, out there at Bluff on the weekend. And uh, they had a big string of horses there, great supporters of racing, as you know, the Mansman camp. And, I see Lockie's tracking down to Brisbane today. He'll be driving a few around at Albion Park. Yep, I think he's got about five uh, drives down there today. And uh, you mentioned uh, how the lady jockeys are going so well. Well, numerous trifectas on the day there. And uh, another one came in race four, uh, the ratings band zero to uh, 50. Yeah, Robbie, this was the memorial race. And uh, we acknowledge our past... um, uh, members and patrons that have passed away over over a number of years, and and in particular this this year we we recognise the the late Ron Beek, who was one of the main driving forces behind our club back in the seventies and eighties, and it was great to see um, wife Belle and and son Jeffrey and and grandson Jesse and great grandson Dominic to be there and uh, present the winning trophy to the the winning connections. Of course, Bo Gorman representing the connections, the trainer uh, of Dante Alighieri for Nicky Seymour. This is a pretty impressive win because it came from back behind them, Dante Alighieri, and, and was able to run them down. And uh, Pasaga, we sat on the outside of them. For Emma Bell and Billy Trimble finished in second spot. And uh, Scarlet Desire for Nicky Olzard and Johnny Manzeman winding up third. But no, a good win that. There were two late scratchings in the race. Both horses uh, played up at the start and, and uh, were taken out of veterinary advice. But uh, no, good, a good win in the end. Uh, Dante Alighieri made the long trip worthwhile for both. Uh, trekking up from the southeast, and Nicky Seymour, Seymour rode it well. Um, as I said, defeating Pasaga, Billy Trimble, and Amabel, and, and Scarlet Desire, Nicky Olzard, and Johnny Mansman third. But overall, it was a great day. Great to see uh, families and, and also um, friends of, of our past members over the years be there on course and, and to be able to recognise the great work they did for our club. And as I said, uh, this year it was great to be able to have the family of the late Ron Beak out there, who was mm-hmm. terrific for our club over a number of years. and and the big family synonymous in racing with, um, you know, back in the day, Star Chat, one of the prolific Brisbane winners was one of their star gallopers, of course, the fine city. Um, but, yeah, a regular at the sales, particularly around that March sale um, down there at uh, the Gold Coast, Robbie, as we know. And, yeah, it's, it was great to see the family there on course on the weekend. Yeah, the country clubs do it so well in terms of memorial races and uh, Ron Beak is truly missed uh, and also a blooming good left-handed tennis player, Scotty. <laughs> I, I, I reckon. I reckon that mate is terrific. You know, and he, he had a pretty had a pretty good partner. He used to practice against at Rockhampton too, didn't he? He certainly did. So uh, yeah, it's great to see the whole family there and uh, the great grandson there as well. Where do you uh, head off to next? Uh, we've got our ladies and tradies race day this weekend in Emerald, and then I'll have a week off, and and then Springshaw after that, and then Twin Hills, which clashes with your weekend in Long. Uh, but yeah, overall it was terrific, mate, and um, you know it was it was great to have everyone out there. Our sponsorship is tremendous here at the club, and um, you know as as we know, uh, the volunteers they do a great job with these small clubs, and uh, great to see our small band of workers out there, and, and everyone getting behind the club and supporting it. Good on you, Scotty. We'll catch up soon. Hey, thanks, boys. Good.
Scott Power there checking in with what happened at the uh, Bluff Cup program on the weekend. Along with that Emerald card coming up this weekend, Rob, uh, the calendar also has us heading off to uh, meetings at Bundaberg, uh, Mariba and Surratt. It's the Surratt Diggers Cup, the Mariba Cup and Mariba Bracelet. And uh, Bundaberg's also got a cup, but uh, I can't remember which cup it is. There's that many cups going around the place. Let me just quickly <laughs> have a look at my draft notes here. They just run it over, don't they? Yes, the Alton Cup is coming up on the weekend at Bundaberg to give it uh, its due recognition. But, of course, it's uh, Birdsville coming up this weekend and uh, acceptances uh, coming out this morning uh, for the uh, the two-day carnival. Yeah. And I was interested to have a look at... There was something like 26 nominations, if you don't mind, for the Tab Birdsville Cup on Saturday. They've got a capacity of 12 plus 6 emergency, so it is a capacity field. And the field looks like this. Uh, Belente drew gate 11, deep breath in 5, factory, factory warrior in 1, Burden has gate two, Torbrek ten, Neodium eighteen, Centaur three, the General in fifteen, Trumpstar nine, Salazar seven, Waitakaray eight, and Legend of Zorro has barrier fourteen. With the six emergencies, Stampede Warrior sixteen, Vigorous Flow in twelve, Villaden thirteen, Rangi Toa in six, Taipan Tommy in seventeen, and Mopar drawing barrier four. That's the uh, capacity field there for the Birdsville Cup coming up on Saturday. 87 acceptors there for Saturday's program. And if I can just dial back into uh, the riser page, which we all still call it, even though it's Racing Australia, 55 acceptances there coming through for the meeting on Friday. So... Uh, plenty of already starting to make their way out there as the river circuit got underway on the weekend. We'll talk about Batuta soon. One name I did spot in amongst the nominations there was nominated for the Cup. Uh, he ran second at Mount Isa uh, on the weekend. Uh, we're still waiting for this uh, elusive win number 50 to come through for Fab's Cowboy. Yeah, he's, uh, we certainly are with Fab's Cowboy uh, getting closer and closer to that particular win. And I'll just skip to uh, Mount Isa, um, Tony, because uh, we're all hoping that that 50 is just around the corner. But uh, Zumacon was just a little too strong for him at Mount Isa, uh, which had won a Julia Creek two starts back. Now, look, Tanya Parry, in terms of her um, stable numbers and winning strike rates, uh, she probably had a little bit of a drought, but she bounced back brilliantly at Mount Isa with the treble on the day. And Zumacon was the third of her winners, uh, getting up over Fab's Cowboy and Cato. Only a half length in it, so the Cowboy's closer and closer to win number 50. And uh, Zumacon's a 10-year-old as well by Nakoni. So uh, the old boys fought it out, so as to speak, in the open handicap there. But as I said, Tanya Parry, the treble, and Terry Hill, two of those winners for... Uh, Tanya, uh, Zumacon was the second of Terry's doubles. It came firstly with Makuba, the first of his double with Tanya, the Red Element 10-year-old, having its fourth run for the stable. Been in the money its last three, defeated Miss Bossy and All at Sea, another Tanya Parry runner. But she'd kicked off the program with Jackazon, uh, Jackazone, Denisha Smith on board, another one having its second run for the stable. Uh, got up over last start winner, Golden 80 and uh, Just Sizzling. So uh, Tanya Parry dominating the program up there. And even though Fab's cowboy for Billy Johnson didn't get the win, in the ratings van 0-65, to 65, Carbors, who was a uh, long price winner at the tab meeting in Mount Isa, uh, got up again to defeat last start uh, winner and runner-up Devil and Whispering Tycoon in third over the 1,000 metres. Now, this horse loving the track up there. Uh, a bit like Han Dynasty, the other stable mate. And Carbor is now four wins and a second from six 
at the track. And the other winner on the uh, the day up there was Zoo Hope for Joe Russo and David Sparks. Another relative newcomer, second run for the stable for the Zoo Star, defeating fields of Red and uh, Real Empress. Uh, but, Tony, you were mentioning um, the uh, field there for Birdsville, and I note that Paul Hamlin is down to ride deep breath in the Birdsville Cup. Well, he already got a cup on the way out to Birdsville when we had Tour Master win back-to-back Warra Cups on the weekend. At about the 600, sort of speed right on again here in the cup. And the leader is Take Me Out Back from Lita Mont. Gazman sustains the move three wide. Then came Balada Harius racing on the inside of Toolmaster, getting onto the three wide train. Dreamseeker's been shuffled back in an awkward spot now. Harry and the Tiger gets going and Ghetto would have to go past the ball to win. They flatten in in the cup and out wider. Gazman still in front. Lita Mont still bobbing there in the centre. Toolmaster, plenty of room to come through on the inside. And then Take Me Out Back. Dream Seeker squeezing through. Toolmaster to a narrow lead from a wall out wider. Toolmaster's going to do it. Toolmaster along the inside defied the challenges which were coming from everywhere, including Dream As you said, Rob, back-to-back cups at Warra for Toolmaster, winning last year with the same combination. Paul Hamlin riding for trainer William Pugsley. This year, defeating Dream Seeker and Take Me Out Back. Yeah, and uh, last year it was a case of uh, it was a very emotional win, as we recall that uh, the Pugsley family lost their house due to fire in the days leading up. So really great to see them bounce back with a back-to-back cup in the Elders Warra Cup, the benchmark 60 over the 1100. Dream Seeker, a big run as well, only going down narrowly for Kobe O'Brien Racing and Take Me Out Back. Been a good horse for Charlie Henry, actually, that particular galloper featured in uh, the results over the years. But Tour Master, uh, two from two at the track. This Akeed Mafid, we know how horses love courses and uh, a great result for the Pugsley family uh, out there. And um, the other winners on the day, it was a great day out for young Colleen Cranon, who uh, got her first winning ride. Tony, yeah, you got the statistics on this young jockey as well, I believe, there. But she kicked home Jatobi for Royce Connolly. Yeah, Colleen had her first race ride only back on June 24 at Gatton and that win on the weekend uh, was her first race ride, well, first race winner. She's had 16 career rides so far for a win and two placings and has apprenticed to Mark Palmer at Bow Desert. Another uh, lass coming through the ranks, so to speak. And uh, Colin, we wish you all the best with your riding career and many, many more winners to come and hopefully we're mentioning your name plenty of times on the Bushweed each and every week. Yeah, and a comfortable winner in the end, uh for her and I was just quickly scanning through the results. Oh yes, she had one other ride I think, Tony, on the day. Ringo's Magic in the last for a place. Uh, Hopefully I didn't miss any other ones there. Yes, I did. In the second she ran ninth as well. Um, But uh, a very comfortable win in the end for Jatobi over Tuanaki Creek and uh, Ragamataz the Rebel Dane. Uh, I'm sure that name will be remembered by Colleen as her first winning uh, ride. But uh, the other winners on the day, Red Shiraz took the cutest money for Tony and Maddie Sears. Leanne McCoy, her form's going along well, Leanne. I notice her uh, winning strikes, uh, strike rate occurring regularly when we do Bushbeat. It's been placed at its last two. Red Shiraz defeated the Snuggler, an amazing journey and the cutest money going off there. Uh, Brenton Andrew bounced back in race three after a second with the Snuggler in race two when Hassenhoff Inform Hassan five-year-old. Two wins, two placings, its last five. Uh, defeated Bright Realm and uh, Lady Wairua. And the final event on the program saw the Amanda Park Stable get the Quinella. Uh, Kenji Yoshida kicking home Tuscany Bound, the extravagant uh, come off a third at Dolby. Last run, dis- defeated stable mate Squeeze Dis 
and uh, Ringo's Magic. But, Tony, we heard Steve mention a little bit of trivia at the beginning there. I'm going to throw out a question to you and our next guest, Andrew Watts, because when we come to the Batuta Cup, there is something that that ties the Batuta Cup winner, all words, to the Varna Star win in the Bluff Cup on the weekend. And you know that I love my breeding, so you'll figure it out pretty quickly. Rangatoa, it's your leader. Now up on its outside, applying pressure is equal balance. Getting stuck into his work now is Villadon on the scene early as they approach the 600. All words Mopar. Then we had Legend of Zorro, Taipan Tommy's coming from the back, bolts a long way back and smashing Lucas. 450 metres to go and all words is your leader. Rangatoa is still there and Villadon drops ominously on the outside and Legend of Zorro runs on with Taipan Tommy. Up towards the 200 and Villadon goes up on the outside all words Taipan Tommy and also Legend of Zorro run on it's Villadon in front with all words fighting back Villadon and all words Villadon on the outside all words oh it's a ding dong here at Batuta but all words all words beats Villadon they get the others equal balances run third just in front of all words for Richard Bensley and Rodney Robb taking out the Tab Batuta Cup on the weekend. I saw a social media post earlier in the week, Rob, I think it was on the Greater Western uh, Racing page, asking who, when the, show, the field came out, asking who wins the Cup. And I was going to cheekily put up there, the trainer's name will start with R, K or M because you had Rodney Robb, Rodney Hay with two, Kim Healy with two, Kelly Monkton, Kevin Sims, and Malaya Hill and Melissa Bieri. So it was pretty easy to work out who was going to win. <laughs> and the jockey, you could do the same with the R's with Richard Bensley defeating Robbie Farr. But I'm sure you uh, you and Watsy have both come up with the connection, not only between B for Batuta and B for Bluff, but the, uh, <laughs> the two winners the two winners of the Cups, All Words and Varna Star. Come on, fellas, what was the connection? Watsy? Oh, you got us, Rob. What is it? <laughs> Breeding. Star Witness. Both by Star, star witness. witness. How many times yeah. do you see a stallion producing two Country Cup winners like that? I, I had to throw it in this morning. Sorry, Watsy. But great calling again out there, Batuta. <laughs> Your first visit. You survived the plane trip as well. And you got a bird's eye view of what may be some, uh, get the form going forward to birds, or we'll talk about in a moment. But all words, Rodney Rob back in winning form on that circuit. Yeah, it was, and, and good morning to you, Rob, and, and Tony and listeners. It was, it was a very, very good win uh, by this galloper. Um, put itself in the picture um, and, and sort of sat on the fence and, and let the speed go on with equal balance up on its outside. And when heads turned for home, um, the pattern of the day was everyone wanted to get wide and uh, Bensley just stuck on, up the fence and kept poking along. And uh, Villadon did it the tough way. He was probably posted three or four wide uh, at a crucial time, but far he had absolutely no choice in the matter he had to get if he wanted to get rolling so uh all words great ride for um richard bensley a double on the day for him and rodney rob but unfortunately has gone amiss so it won't be taking oh. its spot in the birdsville cup now um the final fields are out villadon was gallant in second his third emergency on saturday and, and he'll definitely acquit himself very well there on the minimum if he gets a run an equal balance uh was a good run in third for kim healy and emma lines but um, the other feature on the day was the Santos Limited uh, Open Sprint, the flying over the thousand, uh, and Little Town Blues, uh, a winner for Philip Cole and Robbie Farr, um, pushed forward and, and got sort of up in that front division. And uh, as I said, it was the, the 
show for the day was everyone wanted to get wide and, and Little Blues finished down the middle of the track. Um, held off a late challenge from Hearn Court for Rodney Robb and Richard Bensley and I'm a legend uh, was beaten some four lengths into third for Kim Healy and John Keating. It was a good day for uh, Rodney Hay. Uh, he won the maiden with Sequacious taking out the cutest money. Sequacious ridden by Gemma Steele. That was the first of that uh, combination's winning double. Uh, beat Mr Evans by four lengths for Kevin Sims and Sarah Robbins. And Hamoon Sunshine finished in third for Rodney Robb and Richard Bensley. The second of their double came with Bush in the Class B handicap over the 800 metres. Um, Bush started a $1.60 favourite, and, and to be honest, probably overs in hindsight. Uh, Bush was the only horse that had won a race versus three maidens. Uh, but look, credit to Rodney Robb, Philip Cole and Rodney Hay, who threw horses in that race, did look like it was going to fall over. But Bush got the result over out little Zoe for Rodney Robb and Richard Bensley. And this was a tongue twisted, lads. Philly Cheese Steak. Uh, that's the name of the horse, by the way. Philip Cole, Emma Lyons. It came out Philly Cheesecake at one stage in the race. Um, it probably anyway. would have tasted better as a cheesecake, wouldn't it, Watsy? Yeah, well, someone just um, made mention that uh, it's in the maiden at Burzel Friday <laughs> with another horse called um, Lip Sip Suck. So oh, no. Philly Cheesecake and Lip suck but Josh Fleming is a man to do that he'll be, he'll be right uh, the other two winners on the day last descent very impressive in race one for Mel Berry and uh, partner Jason Barbarovich who teamed up there um, overcame a middle draw and sped right away to beat Lord Smedley by three links Malaya Hill, Sarah Robbins and Missile Arm, John Ferguson, Richard Bensley something to note out of that race um, lads, there was two barriers that didn't open, uh, Dreyfus declared a non-runner, uh, the other horse was actually Lord Smedley um, who was very mm. inconvenienced at the start but as it finished in the top three uh, was unable to be declared a non-runner so um, probably a good indication that Lord Smedley's going pretty well and the other winner on the day was Cupid's Kiss for Rodney Robb and Richard Bensley that was the first leg of that combination's winning double um, finished really strongly up the fence to defeat Sodbuster for Philip Cole and Robbie Farr and Cole Hewan uh, in third for Philip Cole and Emma Lyons I noticed Cupid's Kiss uh, at the 1400 at Birdsville so um, certainly Certainly a good pipe opener for that. Yeah, often often the Batuta races do lead on well to uh, birds. Well, not not always the Cup one. I think French Hustler might have been the most recent one that continued on. But uh, the field's out for <laughs> the Birdsville Cup. Uh, Watsy and uh, did you take anything out of the Batuta meeting for the Cup purposes? And from what you're seeing. I'm very interested. Stampede Warrior is the first emergency and uh, quite possibly will get a run. You've got Balente on top with 68 kilo, no jockey declared. So whether it's running, I'm not sure. But uh, Stampede Warrior, I don't think that outside barrier is going to worry it. In fact, I think it'll suit it down to the ground. Um, your thoughts on the cup so far, what you're seeing? Uh, Stampede Warrior deserves his spot in the cup. I, I, I do believe that. I Look, it's it's a big step up um, mm. class-wise, and, and he's going to get a long way back. I, I think Neodium's a very interesting runner. It's drawn poorly as well. Yep. Um, Emily Finnegan on board there. But, look, it, it'll it'll go forward, Emily, uh, on that, I'd imagine. Um, Factory Warrior, Warrior drawn beautifully in Barrier 1. Bird and Simile in Barrier 2. Uh, they're going to be up making play. Um uh, Centaur was another one drawn beautifully in Barrier 3. So to answer your question about um, 
out of the out of the Batuta meeting. Look, I think if Villadon gets a run, uh, it's third emergency, but I can see a couple that possibly will come out. Uh, I think he'll be he'll be a chance. Um, but look, it's it's a very deep uh, cup. It is, is, is um, even if Valenti comes out, you've got deep breath and factory warrior. Uh, Torbreck, um, who's in some good form, and Gary Gear, and certainly um, a jockey that knows how to ride birds will so well. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty tricky race. Oh, I'm in the camp of Burden at this early stage. I think he's ticking over beautifully this preparation. Emma Bell um, making the trip down to Birdsville, and uh, Clinton Austin, of course, knows how to train a big race winner. But um, look, you could probably make a case for a fair few of these, these runners at the early stage. Yeah, Burden's one of those horses proven at the uh, track-type conditions. I think that does come into play and obviously the left-hand way of going, but I agree with you on Burden. I think the fact it's only had the three runs back and I think it was a Mutterborough Cup run, uh, quite impressive. Uh, the Brooks family with Meodian certainly uh, make it an interesting uh, field. And your Longreach Cup winner, Centaur, probably bound back to uh, Longreach. And even the general, uh, Rob Pickings' horse for Craig Smith, but drawn poorly. Uh, so there seems to be a lot more depth. And uh, obviously the acceptances and nominations across the board have bounced back for Birdsville this year, Watsy. Yeah, I, I had a chat to Josh Fleming a little bit earlier. He's in transit, um, heading over to Windora tonight. And um, I mean, there's still a, a couple of uh, double-ups. Uh, in in the nominations, but you expect that, of course. Um, you know, trying to find out where your horse is best placed and jockeys, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But um, look, in the main races, yeah, they're they're um, they're, they're pretty good fields. I, I did see the general uh, nommed in the open as well with a jockey, Bubba Tilly, on. So I'd assume he might come out of the cup, Rob. Okay. Um, Rob Rob Picking's horse. I'd assume he. I, I don't know for sure, but noting that they've engaged Bubba. Uh, in that race would would lead you to think that, um, but yeah, look, I, I think there's there's a couple of points to be made here uh, as far as Birdsville, not to bang on about it, but obviously the two meetings last year didn't work, and um, you put the money on, people will come. You know, prize money's up, um, twelve thousand, thirteen thousand, uh, most races um, with your feature sprint. Um, thirteen thousand two hundred on 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 Friday and the cup. Uh, up to that 30000 so it's good money. Yeah, and trainers like Philip Stokes are coming up with Neodian. Of course, uh, Kim Healy's back, uh, Rodney Hay going out there, and Rodney Robb, uh, all of those uh, trainers. The um, the Central West with uh, Billy Johnson, Clinton Austin, and uh, there was one other I noticed, Cameron <laughs> Dixon, I think, were the representatives uh, for there. Yeah, they're, they're our representatives. Just as we speak now, Belente now is a scratching Okay. Um, so that Ford's uh, Stampede Warrior, the run, Tyler Leslight and Billy Johnson. And um, look, the horse is, um, it's, it's a real winner, isn't it? Stampede Warrior, he's um, won six out of his last ten or something like that. So uh, well-deserved. I know they were sweating on getting a run the team, so uh, it's great to see. But yeah, look, it, I think it's probably back to where it was, Rob, with with, um, with trainers and, and jockeys and sort of the, the usual suspects are back this year, it's fair to say. Oh, and it's that that's pleasing to see because between Roma and Birdsville, they have always been the uh, tab country status that clubs continue to aspire to, and at one point they were the only ones that were country uh, <coughs> uh, country tab status, and uh, like looking ahead to uh, this week, 
uh, coming. You know, Home Hill now on Thursday, uh, country uh, tab status. It's continued to grow, and uh, they were the forerunners for it. Um, so it's uh, it's great to see that when we're watching these races on Friday, Saturday, we're going to see some uh, good quality racing and depth of field. And uh, I, I note your early tip there, Watsy Burden. I'm a bit worried we've been tipping similar horses of late, but I'll, I'll throw Burden and Stampede Warrior in as uh, two good chances. We'll see how we go on Saturday. Yeah, I, I like Burden, and I'm, I'm pretty keen to see if, if Villadon gets a run, um, provided he handles the backup and, and all of those things from Batuta, but he definitely uh, improved from the run. And then, then your usual suspects, your factory warrior. Um, Torbrick's a very interesting runner, mm-hmm. and, um, of course, Stampede Warrior as well. Um, Nugget Turnbull in the ownership there, so good luck to, to those connections. I'm sure if Torbrick wins, uh, there'll be a bit of shouting going on on, on course. I imagine KO Racing uh, will be to the fore there. Um, but uh, your next meeting will be Baduri, I take it, Watsi, to finish off the River Circuit. <laughs> yep, Baduri in a couple of weeks. Looking forward to that. And uh, hopefully uh, um, the the, uh, the horses stick around for Baduri. I, I know I um, did talk to Rodney Robb. They may be uh, heading back home. And I, I think um, a couple of the other teams that were at Batuta might pull stumps early. So uh, anyone out there that's thinking of... of um, uh, needing to race their horses, particularly from the Central West, maybe have a look at the program for that Baduri meeting. One good thing for you, the plane going down to Baduri is a four-seater, mate. You won't need to be in the co-pilot seat going down like Batuta. No, I'll gladly sit in the back, but um, of course, no, <laughs> David David McKenzie, a uh, great travel partner and <laughs> a good pilot, very enjoyable flight, for, even for a bloke that's um, a bit frightened of heights. <laughs> good on you, Watchy. We'll catch up soon. Thanks, lads. Bye. It's a busy week coming up, Rob. Uh, following on from the uh, the tab cards, as you mentioned, uh, Rocky today, Home Hill on uh, Thursday. Birdsville has tab status both Friday and Saturday. The usual Toowoomba tab program Saturday. And a look ahead Tuesday of next week is Bakai. And as I mentioned, the non-tab country meetings this weekend, Bundaberg, Emerald, Mariba and Surratt. Yeah, great racing across the board. And uh, congratulations again to all those winners out of the... Uh, out of the previous weekend, Ryan Wiggins also a double out of Cairns and also out of uh, Mackay uh, during the week. And I think I saw Tiff Brooker had also a double out of the TAB meeting talking about those country tab meetings out of Kilcoy. But we'll be back next week. Tony, with all the results, just uh, get in contact with me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au. We really look forward to uh, particularly the Birdsville Cup meeting coming up on the weekend. Good morning to you, Tony. Good morning, listeners. Good on you, Rob. Have a great week. Thank you to Rob Luck, Andrew Watts and Scott Power for joining us on the show this week. And if you missed any of the show this morning, the uh, podcast replay always available at the Radio Tab megaphone page. The link goes out on Twitter at Radio Tab Oz. And we also post it on the Country Punters Facebook page. Good luck to all of those who are headed to Birdsville for the big weekend and all of the other tracks that are racing this weekend. And we'll be back to report on that and a whole heap more next Tuesday on Bushbeat.